Vegas Video Network Studios, just steps from the Las Vegas Strip, it's Top of the Food Chain. And now your host, he's one part mohawk, two parts attitude, and a touch of what the f***, it's Al Mancini. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome to Top of the Food Chain. I'm your host, Al Mancini. Feeling so damn good about today's show, I'm not even going to make an opening joke. You are at Top of the Food Chain um, here at the Vegas Video Network, where we teach you everything you need to know about food and a lot of things that you really don't, but it makes it a lot more fun to enjoy it. And um, again, we're at the Vegas Video Network, one of the coolest networks here in Las Vegas. Woo! We'll be Got all kinds of shows here, but this, of course, is the most fun because we got TV stars, we got chefs, we got farmers, we got anything, and you know, everybody eats. So we've got something for you, absolutely. Um, if you're watching us live, I want to let you know that you can shoot us any questions you want. And by the way, this is the kind of farewell, not farewell for good, but the farewell for this season appearance of Chef Vic Vegas. I know he's got a ton of fans out there. So if you've got questions for Vic about how the season ended, maybe about the things he wasn't allowed to tell you while it was going on, um, get on that chat, chat line right now and hit us up. We will get to as many of those as we can. We're also going to be talking farming and how to farm in the desert. So if you want to um, grow some stuff in your backyard, we won't take those questions if you want to grow that illegal stuff in your backyard. But if it's something edible, we will be taking those questions. And you could probably apply the same technology, I'm guessing. So all of you degenerates out there. Think, keep that in mind. Anyway, that's all coming up on the chat line. We are now just about everywhere with this show. Um, you, we've got seven, eight shows here on the Vegas Video Network. You can find them all at VegasVideoNetwork.com. You can find archived episodes at iTunes. You can find us on YouTube. Scott's going to be talking about the newest place you can find us. I'm going to mess it up if I try to say it. Um, and um, you can find all my old episodes archived at AlMancini.net. And also, you can follow me on Twitter at, at AlMancinivegas. And yes, there's AlMancini.net. We'll be talking about that in just a second. But first, let's kick off this show. Scott, my brother, it has been a week for both of us, man. How are you doing? I, sir, am a busy little beaver. I think I might have you beat. I've been pretty busy this week as well. But let's you, start. Well, you were on TV. I was on so TV. You are now a TV star. Uh, I've. I've been a TV star just from being here at Vegas uh, Video I'm, Network. I'm this sorry. Is, this, is, this made me a TV star, but yes, um, we're going to talk about that. But first, you've got a big announcement. I told people that there's a new place to watch this show and all of your shows. You know what? I also forgot to tell them to listen at KSHP on Friday nights. That's 1400 AM. Well, you're but, a TV star. You're allowed to do that. Yeah, so the, the goal for us, uh, for folks who are in online broadcasting, the goal has always been to do what's called the three screens. <clears throat> the three screens are TV, internet, which is computer, and then a smartphone. And so we've been doing smartphone and internet-based stuff now since October. But I wanted to get on the, on the big TV. And we've had people call us and say, you know, we're watching you on our 42-inch uh, TV, but what they were really doing was connecting their laptop into their, their, uh, their TV. Which so can be a little slow. At it times. is. It you can know, be slow, can... and it also requires some technical capability. And we wanted to, you know, our job basically is to increase the probability of engagement. If you want to watch our show, any of our shows, it's my job to make it easy for you to do so. So we've, we've signed up, we've partnered with Roku, R-O-K-U. 
And what it is... It's not the sushi joint. It is not the not, sushi okay, joint. Okay, because uh, uh, that it would is, be cool because we get free it's sushi. An internet, it's an internet streaming box that you just plug into your, your computer. I'm sorry, you plug into your TV, and that's it. You know, you can do a wireless or a wired base. And we're one, we are the newest channel on Roku right now. You simply find it, you pick it, and we're on. You never have to talk to a computer again to watch our entire network. So uh, we, we just started last Thursday. We saw about a 20% increase in viewership in three days because of this. So it's a, it's a big deal. We're real happy with it. That sounds good, man. The more, more big screens you get my face on, the happier I am, brother. So you're doing your part. I've been, of course, trying to do my part to stay on screens, radios. I don't know if you've been following. This has been a crazy week. I feel like, just like you, Scott, I'm building an empire out there. I was on Fox on, um, on Monday, Fox 5 morning show. I did um, KXTE, my buddies Dave and Mahoney did their show on Wednesday. I, God, I had a book meeting about the new edition of Eating Las Vegas that's coming out. Um, a couple of other deals I can't tell you about right now, but they're going to be big, I promise you. And um, we launched a new thing at my website, and I'm real excited about this, man, Scott. You know, I am a man of the people. Yes, you are. Most people don't think I'm a man of the people because normally I don't like the people that much. But, you know, I've, I've always had kind of a love-hate relationship with things like Yelp and Chowhound and all of those places because I love it that people who get out and they eat every day, that they get the chance to say what they experience because, let's face it, you look like this. I'm not going in anonymous a lot of places. I mean, that's simple fact of life, and I can't eat at every restaurant, you know, 100 times in a year. So I like those places, but I also don't like them because there's no real kind of professional voice that you really know where they're coming from and what they're about. Um, so over at almancini.net, we have just launched a new page where we're going to be putting a sort of a Yelp chow houndy, but much cooler because I'm involved, sort of deal where you can, where our fans, where, where the members of almancini.net, you guys get to write your own reviews. So we get to hear what you have to say. Honestly, if I think you're way off, if I've been someplace, I think you're just a crazy person because there are a lot, you, I don't know if you've heard this, Scott, there are crazy people on the internet. I hire them. Yes. Well, you know, sometimes I don't like reading the reviews from the crazy people. I'll still put them up there, but at least, you know, you've got a moderator that you sort of know where I'm coming from. I've been doing food for 10 years. So I really, I want to hear what all of you guys have to say about restaurants here in Las Vegas. Please go online, almancini.net. And for the first couple months, what we're going to be doing is we're going to take, I think it's 60 days, maybe 30 days. The, the reviews we get in this first chunk of space when we start posting them, I'm going to pick the one that I think is the best, the best written. I don't have to agree with what you say, as long as you make intelligent points and you're smart and you can even make fun of me. I don't mind that at all. Whoever writes the best one, we're going to be giving away a free dinner for two at Cut, Wolfgang Puck's Cut in the Palazzo. So please go over to, um, to almancini.net and check that one out. Like I said, Scott, got a lot going on, just like you. I feel almost as cool as you this week. I feel that we should be holding hands and skipping down the path. I, let's just conquer the world together, and let's do it. Then we can uh, skip wherever you want. Are you want. gonna get that tattoo with the logo on it? We're gonna be doing the tattoo. Yeah, I'm gonna be getting a top of the food chain tattoo, probably. Um, well, pretty much just. Well, I, I don't want to give it away what it is, but definitely a tattoo because I've already got one commemorating my book ELV, which is Remember, upside down. Remember, I have promised to pay for it if it has the Vegas Video Network bug on it. I'm going to take you up on your offer, man. Anytime I get free ink, we'll do that. I got my buddy who's at Vegas Ink Tattoo. We were over there this weekend. We were talking about it. I'm going to get the Vegas Video Network, make sure that's commemorated, make sure this television, this webcast is commemorated, make sure that my other webcast, Dining Invasion, are all commemorated somewhere in my body on ink. 
so that when I die, <laughs> it'll just rot away and no one will ever remember it. Anyway, Scott, I have got Vic Vegas back. I know people are out there looking to talk to him. So let us cut to a break and we'll have Vic on in one sec, man. Yeah. Okay. No pressure. Hi, I'm. <laughs> Hi, I'm Dennis Silvers from. Can't think of the name of my damn show. Golf and other four letter words, and you're watching the Vegas Video Network, I think. And we are back. I'm Al Mancini at top of the food chain at the Vegas Video Network. And I used to think all those ads looked really silly until I saw my own ad, and it looked even worse. So check out the other Vegas Video Network shows, and you get to see how bad I look during those ads. Anyway, in the meantime, here he is, the man, Vic Vegas. You have been following him all season, of course, on Food Network Star, even before it was called Food Network Star. And you've been following him even before that here at um, Top of the Food Chain. And Vic, man, you did a hell of a job. Thank you. You came in third, but you made it to the finals. I tell you, you were probably one of the classiest eliminations I've ever seen on a show like this ever, man. You were, I mean, and everyone just seemed to talk about how far you came this season, man. It, w it was amazing. It is an honor, brother. It's, it's been a mission of mine for years to even make it on that show. And, you know, it's a matter of fighting till the end, you know, and that's, that's what I did. And the odds were put against me, obviously, with almost getting eliminated after the first and second week making it to the finals, you know, even though I didn't win, you know, I still feel like a winner in my own book, so. I think you're, uh, not to be sad, I don't want to get all sappy, but I think you are honestly a winner in the book of everybody who's been watching you this season, except a few people who say mean things about you online. They tell you to put your arms down. Have you read all those, those complaints? <laughs> oh, come on, man, if you can't, like, hey, I read my own insults on the air, so, you know. <laughs> I know. No, I, honestly, I, in all seriousness, man, I mean, I think everybody's really proud. Everybody that knows you, everybody that's just been following you, really, really proud. Everybody in Vegas should be proud to have had you represent in Vegas. Absolutely. Man. And now you get to take the sweater vest off. Now I get to take the sweater vest off. You know, once in a while I like to put the sweater vest on. It kind of <laughs> makes me very mama's boyish. Yeah. But um, now, now it's all coming together on exactly, you know, the character that developed on what he's going to be, and everybody will see soon. But it's yeah. pretty much going to be Vic Vegas Moe, Moe, the mama's boy <laughs> from Vegas, you know. Right. So we're going to kind of condense that into one name. Well, we got questions, and we want to go into the future. But I want to talk to people out there because the winner was Jeff, okay? And Jeff, I've got to say, did, did really well. I didn't like him from the beginning, and I think he really came strong the last couple weeks. And I would watch that show. I really would. But the funny thing is, the reason I said, Why, how could this guy do it? Because he's the sandwich king. I mean, that's his shtick, right? I'm like, this is the Food Network, home of great chefs, and this guy's going to be the sandwich king. And his motto, if you've been watching the show, is make every meal into a sandwich and every sandwich into a meal. Food Network people out there, I'm supporting you, I love you, but I don't want to break it to you. That's not a motto for a show. That's a punchline from a Mitch Hedberg joke from circa 2005. Not quite, but the, um, the late great Mitch Hedberg once said, and I had to write this one down, I eat a lot of sandwiches, and sometimes I don't want a sandwich. That's when I realized that everything's a sandwich. Like, I ordered a salad, and they brought me a plate with lettuce, cheese, bacon bits, and croutons. That's a sandwich, some assembly required. That's pretty much what Jeff did all season long, right? He, he interpreted that Mitch Hedberg joke. 
You know what? Jeff is a comedian <laughs> of his own sort. Well, that's what I'm saying. He's done stand-up comedy. I wonder if he, he and Mitch ever shared a stage. You know, I don't know, but I got to tell you, man, it's called the Food Network, and when you think of food, come on now, one of the first few things you think of is sandwich, and somebody had to capitalize off the sandwich thing, because it's such a, you know, accessible thing to everybody, and, you know, it's time to take the sandwich to the next level. I think you should just have a little clip of Mitch Hedberg at the beginning. The late, great Mitch Hedberg died in 2005. Um, you know, I spent two hours online trying to find a clip of that, and I couldn't. I actually called Mitch's publicist today who I knew from college 25 years ago to see if he had a clip. I couldn't find it, but I felt, in honor of Jeff, we should put that quote out there. But seriously, congratulations to Jeff. Oh, he congratulations did a great job. to Jeff, man. Me and Jeff got really close, man, once we moved to New York together on the show. And uh, I think he really deserves the win. I think he's a great guy, and I'm very excited to see the show. So, Scott, what's going on in the chat room, man? Uh, lots going on. Uh, first of all, uh, Jeannie wants to know, I think it was Jeannie, stand by. They're actually coming by pretty quickly here. Sorry about that. Uh, first of all, apparently you have a, a lobster salad to die for. And they want to know if you'd post your recipe up online somewhere. Absolutely. First of all, how many times was lobster salad made this season? I think it was probably at least three to four times people made lobster salad. But at least I got to make it first. And I think you made the best one based on the reaction of the judges. Yeah, I did. I, you know, twisted a little caviar. Kind of did it Vegas style. Nice and petite and fancy and sexy. You know, kind of put the so flair on it. We're going to see the recipe online or we got another source where some of your recipes are going to be showing up. And we could put it on the Vegas Video Network. We could put it on Al Mancini. I will share that recipe with you. No problem. Sounds good. Yes. We'll definitely have that up in a blog oh, on, yeah, my, you got on it. my site very soon. Um, as far as sharing recipes, well, let's take another question first. Yeah, she wants to, Dana wants to know, are you going to stick with the, the, the Mama's Boy, the Vegas, the Vic Vegas? Are you going to combine them? What's the overall plan for your branding? Well, it's like this. It's going to be Vic Vegas, but it's going to be the Mama's Boy. So it's going to be Vic Vegas, the Mama's Boy. And my name is Vic Mo. you know, so it's who I am. I'm, I'm everybody. It's the question is, is what am I going to be called the most? Because I put it out there now, everybody. I think I'm going to let you all choose. You can have a little online poll. Yeah, we could do a little what poll. What you could call Vic. Yeah. So speaking about getting the recipes out there, though, you've got a book coming out? You, the, the entire show has a book coming out? Um, actually, um, it's the Food Network Star Cookbook, and uh, it's all seven seasons combined, and some of the greatest recipes that you've seen from all the seven series, never before seen photos and cool things are in that book. And that's the book that's actually just starting to come out now, and I'm going to be going on a little bit of a tour and you know, doing the book signings and getting to really, you know, reach out to the people that have been supporting and watching the show. Cool. Scott, what's up next, man? Uh, wants to know, is there anywhere that you're working currently in Vegas that they can come check out? Actually, currently right now I'm doing consulting. Um, you know, not really wise to go out and get a job while the series is going on because, you know, somebody could say, oh, well, he's looking for a job. Maybe he didn't win the show or, you know, something like that. So right now what I'm doing is, is since I've been through so much and I've learned through so much, I'm sharing the knowledge with others to help them build their establishments, get them opened or revamp what they already have. Okay. Jackie wants to know, okay, so the show is over. What's going to materialize out of it? Are you going to be getting your own show, do you think, sometime down the, down the future? Well, it's like this, okay? <laughs> I thought I was ready and many people thought I was ready before I even went on this show. That's what got me to go do this show. And now I have received the education that I have never had before, and I'm going to incorporate what I've just learned into who I am and where I want to be. And I promise you, you will be seeing Mr. Vic, 
Vegas, the mama's boy, on the network at some point. Yeah, and that's, uh, that's what I got to ask, you know, because you watch this stuff, and I, I, I know you can't tell me anything. Maybe you can. Maybe the gag is off right now. Maybe you can break all the rules. But oh boy. I've seen what happens with the guys that have been on the F Food Network Star in the past is we start seeing you maybe on best, the real best thing I ever ate, and, or I start seeing you on you know, any other Food Network, a Chopped or a show like that, whatever this, the shows are, as guests. We gonna see you in that kind of role? I promise you this. Um, we just worked on a project that I can't discuss. It's one of the most watched shows on the Food Network and it is a competition show and you will be seeing me and some of the other great ones from season seven competing against each other up in the next few months and I will keep everybody posted. And yes, um, you know, in the previous seasons of the Food Network Star and the next Food Network Star, you always have a winner, but then, you know, the Food Network feels like, hey, you know what, like, look at the response this individual's gotten. I think we really need to do something with them. So hopefully, if they feel sorry for me, I'll be one of those guys. <laughs> or if they want the ratings, maybe. Hey. Scott, next. If you want to say hello from the uh, video game reunion people. Oh, what's up? And uh, Michael says, can you come up with an awesome soup recipe using Coca-Cola? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely, because Coca-Cola is one of the main ingredients in the carnitas, the, um, the Mexican Coca-Cola, which actually is made with the real sugar. Yeah, yeah, we could come up with a nice, rich, like, like carnita style. Does he actually want one? Is he asking for it right now? You want or one, or you want me to come up with one? Or <laughs> I, my, this guy is—he's pretty persistent. So if you could, <laughs> do we got about five minutes to no, uh, give him a couple just key key ingredients that you yeah. would hit him with? Okay, take your meat, sear it. Okay, right as it's starting to get really brown, pour the whole bottle of Coca-Cola in there. Let the Coca-Cola come down, and then I'd say add a little bit of red wine. Let that come down a little bit. And I wouldn't go with a cream base. I'd throw some beef broth in there or some, you know, a little more pork fat to make it fatty. Some type of a broth, pork, pork broth, beef broth, vegetable broth if you want. And kind of reduce that and make like a, like a Coca-Cola type beef base broth soup. And then throw a little bit of uh, ditalini pasta in there. A little bit of Parmesan cheese. And it's kind of like mama's old beef soup. But instead of just beef, it's Coca-Cola and beef. And I got to tell people. Or pork or whatever. Vic's totally right. You got to use the Mexi Mexican Coca-Cola. Got to use the Mexican Coca-Cola. No substitution for the real cane sugar. I mean, I'd rather drink it. It comes in little bottles and they cost twice as much. But... Ten times better. It's the best stuff in the world. Yeah, it's really, really good. Um, next. No? You forgot to turn the little green light off, Scott, man. You're so overwhelmed. Well, I mean, Vic, I don't know what else. You talked about the book tour. I mean, everybody just, we want to know everything that you're going to be doing. But book tour, when, does it, when do you hit the road? And how many cities are you going to be hitting? I'm hitting the road next week. I'm probably going to go to three or four different cities. We've got to kind of even it up between the other people that, you know, worked really hard on that show. Um, Mr. Jeff will be at all of them, and I will be at a good amount of them, and Susie will be there. I'm actually going to go see Jeff in Philly next week, and then Chicago the week after, and we're going to greet our people that have been sticking by our side and supporting us. Is there a, on the Food Network website, they can find a list of where you're going to be making appearances? I'm not necessarily sure about that, but if you go online, you will find out. Pretty much, you know, you know how to Google it when you want to find something. Food Network, book tour, signings when, availability, you know, that's my way of uh, getting you there. We spoke last week about the fact that the, um, the 20th is going to be the big audition here in Las Vegas. Um, so, man, you've been through it. I think the answer is obvious, but 
would you recommend people going through it, even at the risk of not making it? I mean, you, you went through it four years when you didn't make it. Is it worth, is the final payoff worth it, man? It is worth it. I, I feel so great right now, you know. It, it took me so many years to get here, and I made so many sacrifices. If you know me personally, you watched me make the ultimate sacrifices to literally get to this point. That's why I was going to hang on and not go home even after the first two weeks. But I definitely recommend, you know, pointing to the outfield and taking that swing, you know, because if you hit that ball with a full swing, it's going over. You know, we're really fortunate tonight. We've got, um, we've got Vic's kids here with us, which is great to be able to meet them for the first time. How cut off are you from your family? Because I see Susie making phone calls home from time to time. Um, you get one phone call like every week or two for about prison. <laughs> five minutes and it's videotaped and recorded. So you really don't see your family, no, no internet, no phone. They really want you to focus on, you know, they want to take everything from you. Not in a bad way, but just to see, okay, look what this person's done. Pretty much in hiding, captivity, not out in the real world. If you almost got it under those circumstances and you make it far, how are you going to be when you could say hi to your kids 10 minutes before you go on? You know what I'm saying? Well, so when you get out after the taping, do you, are you like, holy crap, Osama bin Laden's dead <laughs> and we're in a recession and um, what the hell happened? No. What, look what's on TV. I didn't know any of this yeah, stuff. Seriously, um, I, you know, the day, you know, that was my last day and I, I walked out, I, I was so used to having to, you know, report to people on when I could eat and sleep and all that stuff because, you know, you got to have a structure that you follow. And here I am, I go to the grocery store for the first time and I'm like, why am I running? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Well, you know, I knew crazy. I know musicians and one of the guys in Guns N' Roses once told me like you get off the road and you're like, wait, there's no one giving me my hotel room key and putting me in a car and telling me how to get there. And right. Like it takes, you know, how long did it take you to readjust to buying your own groceries in a normal way? Weird. I, when I got out of there, it was so weird. Were you cooking for like 10 people every night, no matter who well, was yeah, there? Well, yeah, but you know what made me like insane? Like after it was over, because in the morning they, and the cameras are like in your face as soon as you wake up. So I remember like the first week that I was home, I would wake up like this, like thinking that I was being filmed waking up and I wasn't. And then I go to the store and start running around. And then, uh, you know, <laughs> it's like, it's crazy. It's like getting off the elevator and still feeling like you're on it. Yeah. You know, after you're off of it. So well, let's take one more, Scott. We got time? Yeah, here, Nate wants to know, this is a good question. Is there something Vic noticed during the show that he now wants to work on to be even better on air? Yes. I don't want to do this anymore when I'm talking, <laughs> you know, because I'm, I'm ugly enough and that just makes it even worse, like a Klingon. So, um, you know, now I know to keep my eyes open and smile and, you know, just talk from the heart. Don't try to remember things. Don't try to remember a script. Just talk about how I feel while it's happening, like me doing it right now. You know, I feel good. I don't look like I'm, you know what I mean? It's just, and then not to complicate things in the cooking. Just be smooth. Think of a good plan. Think as you go. It's simple, man. You know, it's just a matter of focus. Well, Vic, I know you got big things in store, man. Really looking forward to, um, to dining. I want you to bring back High Rollers. Which high Roller is coming back, brother. Uh, this it was the greatest back. junk food place in Las Vegas, and it was all of Vic's specialty stuff right across from UNLV. 
And you can probably Google high roller. Was it high roller or high rollers with a Z? Um, it's actually high roller deli, and it's going to come back into the form of high roller cafe. Okay. And we're going to just 2.0 it and take it to the next level. But if now. you Google it with Al Mancini and City Life in there, you might find my review of yeah. it. It should still be floating around. I love that place. Anyway, man, great to have you back. Congrats. Thanks for representing Vegas so well. Stay with your dreams, everybody. That's it. Just don't be afraid to set far-fetched goals. It will happen if you want to do it. Law of attraction, baby. And happy birthday to my daughter, Desiree. Happy birthday, Desiree. And my son, Vincent. Hi, how are you, son? I don't want to leave you out. <laughs> and we will be back talking farming right after this. Peace, everyone. Hi, this is Scott Pritchard from Let's Bet. You're watching the Vegas Video Network. It's VegasVideoNetwork.com. You're not using this one, right? <laughs> don't you dare use this one. <laughs> And we're back on the Vegas Video Network. I'm Al Mancini, and you are at top of the food chain. Talk about a change of pace. We were going from lights, camera, action, over the top, to, um, to one of the other great ends of the spectrum when it comes to food, and that is the ability to grow your own food and to actually get in touch with the earth and the things that you eat. I've spoken about it here when we've chatted about, um, about farmer's markets. And what we always chat about is the fact that you can grow food in the desert, but I don't know how to tell you to do it because I can't even grow food in normal places, let alone the desert. So what we've done is we've brought Marilyn, and she's from Cowboy, Ch Cowboy Trail Farm right here in Las Vegas. And uh, Marilyn's going to tell all of you how you can grow your own food no matter what climate you live in. So Marilyn, thank you. Welcome to the show. Thank you. So. That's, we've said it straight here on the show before, but let's set it straight again. You can grow food in the desert, right? Absolutely. You can pretty much grow anything here in the desert, believe it or not. The main thing is soil. I can't stress enough, and if you talk to any other master gardener or garden, garden person who, who wants to grow their own edible garden, you've got to start with good soil. Now, you're at Cowboy Trail, which is located exactly where? It's in the northwest, off the 215, uh, off of Bradley, between um, Jones and Decatur. And you've got like an acre and a half up there or so? It's an acre and a half. Uh, my husband and I bought the property basically just to garden and teach others how to garden. Okay, well, that's what we're going to be doing today. And up there, you've got herbs, you've got fruits, vegetables, you've got trees, um, everything, right? Yes, yeah, so a 50-plus uh, fruit tree orchard. Uh, all the vegetables, uh, herbs, and believe it or not, I've got an, a small orchard of tropical trees. Really? Yes. So papaya, mango, avocado, star fruit, um, lemons, pomelo, grapefruit. Yeah, it's so, growing well. I mean, this is you know important to a lot of people out there. You know, I grew up in a family. My mom had her own garden, and you know, it was nice to eat things that were made that you, that your Home parents. Grown grew in the backyard. I do not have a green thumb. I mean, I can, my wife can grow a little house plant maybe, and if I touch it, it just dies. So it's, you know, I, I don't know how to do it, but you know, there are a lot of people out there who do have green thumbs, and I know you guys, maybe you lived on the East Coast and you grew your own tomatoes, made your own sauce, and then you moved to Las Vegas, and you're like, well, I can't do this anymore. So let's start. You say it starts with soil. Right, and, and, and you know what, believe it or not, a lot of people say the same thing. I'm from the Midwest. I'm from the. I'm from back east, or I'm from California, and it is a challenge here in the desert. No ifs, ands, or buts. So, 
Um, the soil is critical. And the um, weeds grow better here in the desert. <laughs> they grow <laughs> Even without water. Uh, so I'm always weeding, absolutely. So now when you say soil is critical, is the question how you fortify the soil or do you actually go and buy fresh soil and start all over on top of the caliche or whatever we call that stuff? Caliche. Yeah, it's a little bit of, of both, believe it or not. Um, I started off by buying soil. Um, and now, right now, I'm creating or, or starting my own compost pile, which is better organic soils. So that will be added to my gardens um, as it develops and gets processed. Okay, let's say somebody wants to start, just for the heck of it, first of all, what would you start people on? Let's say that first. Do we start with herbs? Do we start with vegetables? What's the easiest, the beginner that wants to try first? Well, I, I would say start with what you want to eat or what your family wants to okay. eat. Um, but the easiest thing to grow here is probably salad greens. And you can grow salad greens all year round. Okay, so if you want to grow salad greens, what kind of soil do you go out and buy, and how much of it do you need if you're just going to put in a nice little patch of salad greens? Um, the best thing uh, I start uh, new gardeners out is, have you heard of uh, square foot gardening? It's a four by four, basically a four by four square foot box. Um, and then you can divide that box into 12 squares, so that's why it's called square foot gardening. And you can put um, 16 different vegetables in there, and they'll all grow together. And you buy these boxes, or you build them? or You can depends. build them yourself. Okay. Yep. And Two by six uh, by four foot pieces of wood, screw them together and, and, and start your garden, fill it with some decent soil, amend it with a, a little bit of your own uh, native soil in your yard. Make sure it's uh, watered well, and then uh, plant your seeds or transplants. Scott, apparently a lot of people out there want to do some gardening. What are they saying? We do. Sally wants to know which vegetables and fruits thrive in, in desert conditions. Well, again, pretty much anything can thrive. Um, tomatoes obviously are our favorite, and um, actually tomatoes grow well, real well. They're probably one of the hardiest. Uh, tomatoes that can grow, I mean, that can grow uh, anywhere, uh, believe it or not. They, a lot of people say, well, it's hard to grow tomatoes, but it's actually very easy to grow. We're just coming out of tomato season, right? We are, and then as soon as it cools off again, uh, actually, if you do have tomatoes in, which I do, it is pretty much the end, and then uh, as it cools down or cools back up um, in September, October, then they'll start coming back or start a new crop of tomatoes. Scott, another one? Yeah, Doug says that his wife uses earth boxes. Have you heard of those before? Yes, it's, it's, it's a very good uh, way to start. They are, um, it, it's all of, of a complete garden box. So it is a, um, a good way to start, okay, absolutely. As a non-farmer, or non-gardener even, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, we live in a, this may seem like a silly question, but I believe there are no silly questions. We live in a town where we're under very, uh, strict watering rules, how often you can water, how many days a week, how many minutes you can water. How do you adjust that irrigation situation and those restrictions to keeping these crops watered? Well, believe it or not, if, if you water evenly and, and on, well, probably on a drip system, uh, you really aren't going to use as much water as you think. Okay, so you're kind of on a drip system that goes 24/7 with well, your box, or? Well, no. no. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna set your time um, either once a day or twice a day, depending on how much you're growing, um, and water deep, and then you don't have to water as often. Okay. And watering deep, just to explain, is that you're gonna water a little bit longer, so the water goes deep to the roots, and then it stays moist longer. 
And in these boxes that you talk about setting up, again, just get back to basics, how deep should the soil be? Minimum eight inches. Okay. 12 inches would be best. Okay. And we have another question from the audience. Scott. Yes, Sally is asking a question, and I hope this is not a joke, but do topsy-turvies ter, topsy work? Topsy-turvy. Can you explain what that means? <laughs> topsy-turvy is a product that someone developed, and actually it's a upside-down growing system. So mainly it's tomatoes, and what it is is that it's a box that hangs from the ceiling or wherever, and the tomato or plant grows upside down. So in essence, you're watering from the top where the soil is, and it drips down into the roots that so way. But it dries much faster. Or, to be honest, we... Um, you're not a fan? I'm not a fan. Sounds like hydroponics, but I've only seen them in a museum in Amsterdam. And what they were growing was um, not something I'm going to recommend people grow in their backyard. But... Um, that would be fun, though. Yeah, well... <laughs> a good cash crop? Yeah, it would be a good cash crop, but don't, don't tell the police we told you that, okay? <laughs> oh, man. Scott, yeah, we're getting you in trouble. You're the corporate owner of this thing. That's right. First of all, for those of you who are looking for medicinal marijuana, apparently we know where to go now. <laughs> Um, hey. Jackie, Jackie says, I have a, a tough time figuring out how, how much to water a plant. How do you figure out the right amount of water when it comes to watering plants? Well, actually, you can buy a, a meter. There is a moisture meter uh, that you can test your so uh, the moisture in your soil. So that, that's a good way. Um, you could do it that way. You can stick your finger in the, in, in the dirt and see if it's moist. But keeping it moist is a key, especially when you're just starting a plant off. Do you need to do anything to protect um, your plants from either the desert winds, which get pretty severe out here? I mean, maybe not so much in a gated yard, but if you have a larger plot of land, the winds are pretty extreme. And it gets very cold. At, you know, people don't realize desert nights get yes. cold. Yes. Good question. Great question. Uh, absolutely. During, during the summer, uh, the heat, you've got to protect it with shade cloth. Uh, that'll help. And what would you use for a shade cloth? Just, I mean, well, my actually, old bedspread or anything? <laughs> well, there is actually a product uh, out there that, that different grades of shade cloth. So you can get a 30%, 40%, which means how much sun rays are going to go through and, and uh, give light to your, to your plants. Um, so that's one way. As far as the wind, you're going to do the same thing. You're going to, you know, either, either pack your, your planter boxes uh, with taller plants in, in front, so they protect your inside plants. Um, it really doesn't matter if you have a small yard or big yard. You're still going to get that wind here. Uh, and in the winter, it is cold. It, is, it does get into the 30s and, and 20s here, believe it or not. And uh, you do need to protect from the cold. As far as the cold, you can put uh, Christmas lights around trees. Uh, that'll keep it and warm. And that's festive, too. And, and it's festive as well. <laughs> that's exactly. Cool. That's um, your neighbors will think you're insane, that you think it's Christmas all year round, or, or lazy, one or the other. But <laughs> A little of both. You know what I saw someone do? Um, my friend Gino Bernardo out on his farm in Pahrump, and I think I mentioned it on the show before, but he would just put out um, water bottles, just plastic water bottles. During the day, they would absorb the sun's heat, and then he would put the cover on it at night, and that would kind of put the heat back out in the plants so they didn't get too cold. I don't know if you've ever heard of that or if you use that on your farm at all. Uh, no, that would be a lot of plastic bottles on my farm. <laughs> but but um, you can also use insulation panels. Um, some people put insulation panels around the, the plant itself or on the base, just around the base of the plant. So that's another way to absorb the heat during the day and uh, 
keep, keep it warm during the evening. Another question for you. This, this is for me, actually. We have palm trees that we have to wrap in the winter, which I think is insane. Um, are there any fruits or vegetables that also have to be wrapped in the winter? And if so, I want to tell my wife never to plant those. <laughs> yes, actually, um, f uh, citrus trees you, you do need to cover. Uh, they are not um, cold tolerant, so you, you would need to put your Christmas lights around or, or some burlap, which do, ne do not ever put plastic around your trees. Um, they will actually cause more uh, condensation, and that's not good for your plants. I know there's a, this may be far too complicated to get into here, but it's, I've heard that there's something of a controversy about whether you're able to take seeds from your own plants and reseed them again. Do you know what, I'm, what I've been told, like that the Congress is kind of trying to pass a law that you can't, that you have to, if you're buying, say, heirloom tomato seeds, you can't then take those seeds and replant them, that you have to go and repurchase them? As of right now, they're trying to put in a lot of different um, um, laws. Uh, against us backyard gardeners. Well, that's what I wanted. To, I don't want to get too political, but if these are issues that I think people might want to research a little further on your own if, if you're, they're of interest. Right. There are some large companies. Can I name them? Yeah, please. <laughs> Monsanto being one who um, has created what they call GMO seeds, genetically modified. Mm -hmm. And they've created seeds where they've modified it, where it obviously protects it from weeds, from weed killers. Um, and, it grow, and it makes food grow faster, bigger, prettier, but no taste. So what you see in your markets look great and beautiful, but right. there's no taste to them. So uh, if you've ever had a homegrown tomato or any type of vegetable or fruit, you can really tell the difference. Um, when we, what about kids? I mean, I think this is a great thing to get kids into it. If you, if we're, if say somebody has five and six-year-olds that they really want to get into gardening, are there plants you would recommend that are like the easiest for kids, really? Because I think that, that with younger people, you want it to be easy for them to care for, and you want them to see results, probably in a shorter time, because they may have a shorter attention span <laughs> than people. Is there anything you recommend to your client or your, your students who have kids as to what would be a good starter? Well, um, it, probably for kids and adults. I mean, uh, any of the root vegetables now are, are fall crops that are coming uh, You can't due. see them because they're underground when they grow. Yes, but then they have the green that comes up. So, okay. so you do see them grow. Like carrots, they love to see carrots and they love to pull it out of the ground, see that beautiful little orange, uh, I guess I'll call it stick, um, and, and, and they love it. And then I know your, your farm is completely organic, right? It is. If people want to stay with organic and they don't want pesticides, do you have natural pesticides you'd recommend? There are a lot of natural um, pesticides or, or sprays that you could use. One popular one is, is dish soap. Uh, you can use um, a couple drops of dish soap in water and, and spray it, and it'll help uh, against aphids and ants and things like that. And then you don't have to wash the plants when they're done because they've already been growing in soap and water. There you go. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> you actually run a class, right? I mean, this, we've just scratched the surface, but That's you correct. do a class with students. Could you tell people how they can get in touch? Uh, the great thing is to go to meetup.com um, and, and search Organic Edibles. That's the name of our organization. Uh, we are a nonprofit, so we do help kids. We do help kids in school how to grow and where their uh, food comes from. So we do that as well. And um, yes, give us a call. Cowboy Trail Farm Organic Edibles. Great. Thank you so much for coming. Oh, I really appreciate it. Um, yeah, it's a topic, you know, that again, I 
have no green thumb, but it's really close to my heart that people are out there doing it. We can get your stuff at the farm market every week at Feed on Thursdays. At downtown Feed. How'd downtown. that go today, by the way? It went well. It went very well. Gina's doing a good job. Great. So thank you, everyone. In the meantime, I'm Al Mancini. This is Top of the Food Chain. Vic Vegas, thank you for your time today. We'll be back. We'll be back. I can't wait. And good luck with all the things you're doing in the future. Good luck with all of the organic edibles. I hope some of you people get out there and actually grow your own food. I mean, it's amazing. And definitely try some of Gina's food. In the meantime, check out almancini.net. Like I said, a little contest, write your own restaurant reviews. We're having a good time there. And you can buy my book at Amazon or at almancini.net. It is called Eating Las Vegas, the 50 Essential Restaurants. I will be back next week with the long-promised demonstration on how to make sushi at home. So that's going to be a lot of fun next week, and we're also going to give you a little preview of Restaurant Week. So tune in next week for that. We're out of here. Thanks, guys.